Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. Welcome back, adventurers. This is the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. I'm starting to get, I'm getting into the, the spooky season mood. Lotus, I'm, I'm feeling it. The weather's <laughs> starting to get a little bit cooler, even here in Florida. Get this. This week, we had a day where the high hit 85 degrees. Wow. I know. Um, so in New England, uh, it's now that it's like actually technically fall or mm-hmm. autumn. Um, yeah, leaves are getting all multicolored and stuff. But the weird thing is the mornings here are like, ooh, it definitely feels like fall. And then the afternoons are... 85 degrees and still super humid so i'm like oh, all <laughs> yeah. right so we're just gonna do both seasons at once this year it's just, got it it's just double it's just double season yes we just get both child of sithis <laughs> yes we basically live in the swamp all the trees look drippy and stuff and they don't they don't change uh, the trees here don't change color until like april and then they're very confused um <laughs> they, they, they get very confused anyway welcome back everybody this is the elder scrolls Lorecast. this is the show where we talk about weather no this is the show where we talk about all of the interesting and strange lore that happens because that's what we've been talking about lately over the summer we've been covering all of the weird and wacky lore in the elder scrolls and um i'm your host tom or robots this is lotus of doom also from tales of tamriel lotus how, other than the weather how have you been uh, I've been, uh, doing very good. And actually since, since last show, we've had some big news for Elder Scrolls online players. Um, and then from my own perspective, after, uh, a long trek of something that I had been working on, which turned into something else, I got what is called a Griffin heart, uh, with my trial team, which is doing the veteran cloud rest hard mode without anybody on my team dying in less than 15 minutes. So I get to now be satisfied that that is behind me because it started as a different project and finally ended uh, on Monday with massive success. Wow. That's fancy. That's it some fancy, fancy stuff. It, it, that, was a, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's a long time coming. Yeah, no, I'm very, very pleased. I actually didn't think we were ever going to manage that. It originally was designed just to get the fancy skin out of the trial, but then we decided to stick with it. So nice. Nice. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. That's really cool. And shout out to the Empty Soul Gems, which is the name of my group. The Empty Soul Gems. That's great. That's (laughs) really cool. Well, I'm excited because we're going to be covering the second half of our Dragon Breaks episode. We covered the so we've split this up friends we've split this up into the official as official as you can get content that was mentioned on the uesp.net article 
UESP.com. Wait a minute. Am I forgetting what the UESP extension is? UESP.net. Okay, it's right. I was yeah, no, right. You got it. I was you got right. It. Okay. Yeah. My brain was like, wait a minute, is it .com? <laughs> um, because that site is the go-to site. If you're looking for actual input for what is actually in the texts, go to UESP.net. That is going to be the most factual you can possibly get. But there are other wikis on the internet, and there are things that the UESP.net articles leave out about Dragon Breaks that a lot of people refer to from Dragon Breaks. And I believe that the UESP.net articles are only referencing things that we actually have hard and fast information in the game's hard and fast references to. But of course, with the Elder Scrolls lore, there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of other things going on that point to things being probable without necessarily being hard and fast references, right? So mm -hmm. there are some other references for Dragon Breaks, and that's what we're going to get to in this episode because we only have so much time in an episode, and Dragon Breaks are a really big topic. So today we're going to dive into some of the other probable dragon breaks that we didn't cover in the last episode and then in the second half of this episode we're going to talk about some of the things coming to elder scrolls online because we love elder scrolls online and we're freaking excited about it because we're going to get more stuff about deadlands coming we're going to be we're going to be going back to oblivion basically yep and this is i i love this stuff i love when we get to go to the worlds of the daedric princes and get to see more about those kinds of realms and things because they're freaking cool and they're spooky and speaking about spooky we're it's it's almost spooptember we're right up on october and this is like my favorite month of everything ever and we've got that coming up and we're on the verge of that and we're coming up on our patron chat which is next week that'll be this coming thursday and lotus i'm putting together a quiz show i've got another quiz game oh yeah oh yeah another quiz game and this one is going to be and uh, i'm i haven't quite set it up yet but i've got the concept in my mind and i think what i'm going to do is have the game be elder scrolls quest or bad horror movie title <laughs> You know, you might have missed your calling as like a game show designer, to be fair. <laughs> so this is going to be super fun. So if you are currently a patron, uh, tier four patron or higher, then you don't want to miss out on this. You want to join us. And if there's a big group of us, um, not all, not everyone who is at that level joins us every week. But if you if you can make it on Thursday night and you want to join us, if you're one of those tier four patrons or higher, come join us. If you aren't already a tier four patron, you want to join us this month. You can sign up just for this month if you'd like. You can whatever you can join us every month it, whatever you want to do you're welcome to come join us you can always just join us during the live show and just chime in in the messages but this is going to be super fun and i'm going to quiz you guys and see if you can t determine the difference between the the name of some of the quests in the elder scrolls games or <laughs> is it just a really bad horror movie <laughs> which one is Love it? it it's going to be awesome all right so let's get into this because we've got some more dragon breaks to talk about we covered what dragon break is kind of the the basic foundation for this concept last week so if you missed last week's episode go back and let's listen to that first but dragon breaks so we have some other topics here to talk about now in the fandom.com wiki article, they bring up some that we didn't really cover last week. We have one that is called the time wound. Now, 
in this article, it says the time wound, whether or not the time wound should actually be considered a dragon break is arguable. So this is on the this is on that precipice, right? This is the verge of like, is it or isn't it? Due to the event being described as shattered time. So this is why it's not included in the USP.net article, because it's not quite called a dragon break. It is normally speculated to have been a break of smaller proportion. The time wound was formed in the later years of the Merithic era during the legendary Dragon War at the peak of the throat of the world. The first of the Nordic tongues attempted to slay the dragon god Alduin with the help of the mortal made shout known as Dragonrend. This is the event that, as we know, potentially sent the dragons into the future, which turned into the events of the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, where the dragons all of a sudden show back up in the world and everyone's like, I thought the dragons were gone, but I guess they're here now. Yeah, but they're back. But they're back, right? Right. And I thought they were dead, but or were they in hiding? I guess they're all just here again. Like, And some of the ones that were dead were then resurrected. So... Right, right. It gets kind of weird. It gets kind of weird. So... um, so the, the article goes on and says, uh, with the help of the mortal mage shout known as Dragonrend, the three tongues were unable to defeat Alduin and instead turned to other means to end the world eater's reign of terror. The eldest of the three, Felder the Old, had brought on, brought, I'm sorry, brought an Elder Scroll with him and he utilized its mysterious powers alongside the Thum. I love the Thum. Thum. Thum, because it's got the little <laughs> U, apostrophe for U, yep. to banish Alduin. The actions of Feldir created a small wound in time in the location where Alduin vanished, where it could remain until the present. This event had has altered the throat of the world in such a way that it has been said that its peak is no longer fully present within the world. It is possible that the time wound was indeed a dragon break and may have been responsible for the lack of knowledge regarding the period in which the dragon war took place. So a speculative dragon break yeah that one seems like it definitely could be um from 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 my perspective i don't i don't see why that couldn't be but at the same time when you have time breaking it gets a little hard to determine exactly definition wise what you consider what so in in this situation it's like i could see you kind of like spinning it in a way that it's like well no this wasn't technically a dragon break in terms of the dragon breaks that the others were or you could you know lump it together and be like well yeah but i mean time is theoretically not kind of working in the normal linear path that it would so wouldn't you consider that a dragon break type of deal and you know all the events of skyrim be curious to see what what happens going going forward from skyrim and the events of elder scrolls 5 because we haven't progressed this timeline much more past that yet um which could lend credence to it being a dragon break specifically or maybe not You, you know what i mean like that that still kind of almost remains to be seen is that sort of the end marker for the most part in the canon series to the moment right i that's interesting when you think about it like is this an extended dragon break that goes from that point in time and then breaks out of the time period and then loops back in in the fourth era right and and in regards to the you know parts of the series that they've needed to work with so far when it deals with 
your choices and stuff like that. And, and a decent amount of it can be ambiguous enough that they don't need to specifically address you and your actions. Exactly. It's like, you know, they're not going to bring up, Hey, remember that one time this adventure was roaming around and he killed these bandits and like, this cave it's like okay well that's really not important enough that that if you didn't do that in your game or if you did do that in your game it was it's kind of irrelevant that just makes it your game like your story from your game the problem with or the potential problem with how the elder scrolls 5 ends um i guess side quest spoilers for skyrim um i i, I don't really know if that's a disclaimer worth putting but what <laughs> there it is there it um, is <laughs> For the Dark Brotherhood, did you wipe out the Dark Brotherhood or did you end up working with the Dark Brotherhood and carrying out the contract, which in the end results in the death of the emperor? Right, right. Like those are two vastly different things that can come about from that quest line. So is the emperor alive after Skyrim or not? That that's not a bandit dead in cave did you didn't kill him in the last game it's okay is there an emperor or is there not an emperor currently (laughs) that's that's a little more impactful and we don't have an answer to that just yet right right so i we're gonna have to wait and see you know this is you know do they canonize a very specific ending to that and specific events or do they say this is all part of a dragon break you know and and in this case do they say that this is all one dragon break that somehow connects two very distinct different points of time right and and i don't know that we've seen that before almost like a wormhole in time that connects the merithic era to a very specific point in the fourth era and those two points in time separate from the times between them yeah i suppose that could happen i mean any of this stuff is could happen um like maybe it's it's one very long dragon break that takes that plants its feet in two locations in the time stream yep i mean for that matter the dragon make to your point might or might not even be continuing still like yeah we we could bumble into elder scrolls the the next elder scrolls game elder scrolls 6 still in a dragon break theoretically theoretically or, or it could yeah. not have anything to do with it and then just be like ah, yeah no this is just these things that happened and it's totally fine everything's remembered and everybody knows what's going on and so there, there's a lot of unanswered questions about the potential of this being a break or not right and this actually butts up to the question about the warp in the west um and there's I, there's actually uh some articles that were published this last week which i find really interesting huh. and coincidental with the topic that we raised in the, the weird this is comes up regularly i think there are people this weird. podcast is large enough we have a large enough audience that i think the people who are listening to our show are now publishing articles on some of the websites that we go to because we might be spawning ideas in their heads well that's awesome because i i like hearing what other people's things are on this stuff that's really cool if that's the case (laughs) i think maybe we are all having conversations without actually having conversations with each other i'm Uh, very bad at ever typing out stuff that i (laughs) talk about so i'm glad somebody is whether it relates to us or not (laughs) yeah potentially okay so um so i want to get to that one because that's the other most important one so we're going to kind of breeze over some of these other ones fairly quickly. The the other occurrences all have to do with the Numidium. And we talked about the Numidium in the previous episode. In fact, we've talked about the Numidium a lot during this weird and wacky series because a lot of weird and wacky stuff 
happens in and around the concept of the Numidium, the big brass god that the Dwemer created. And there are the events of the Red, what is what is called the Red Moment, the Battle of Red Mountain, the first um, powering up the, of the Numidium using the Heart of Lorcan, and the, all of the events that did or didn't happen in and around that moment may or may not have been a dragon break. We've talked about that at length before. There's there's that. There's the um, Tiber Wars, the the moment in which Tiber Septum claimed the Numidium and basically repowered it back up in order to use it to conquer much of Tamriel run amok to run amok <laughs> including um what may have been a very specific uh, dragon break in or around the city of alinor the ultimate city of alinor a siege created by the numidium of the city which resulted in the city surrendering surrendering within an hour of the attack but the battle lasted from the Merithic era until long into the fifth era due to the Numidium's time wrecking capabilities, which boggles my mind because Tiber Septum's attack on the city was not during the Merithic era. It doesn't make any <laughs> right. sense. This would have been it, the end of the second era. It, it would have needed to start before his attack and then end <laughs> after he's dead after anything we've done in the game at all yeah which like, would have been like where are the thalmor coming from then at this point like what is going on here this city is now pulled out of time and is constantly under siege for thousands of years like this but then is, is also a, a thing that you can totally interact with and right it, people you know sail to and fr it's so strange it's so strange so so strange and the concepts of this get super wacky this idea that he uh powered up the numidium he used it in these wars he he used maybe the soul of the under king who may have also been um, Zurin Arctus, who was his battle mage, but the Underking yep. may also be the undead version of Zurin Arctus, who is in fact himself, like mm -hmm. these connections. Mm -hmm. It all gets super weird and wacky. We're not going to get into the, all the minutia of this because that could be its own episode. But I'm That's just going to more written on uncertainty territory. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is written on uncertainty. We can, in fact, we may want to get into this in a future episode and just make it its own thing. But I'm just going to lay this out there that that could be a dragon break you know everything in and around the numidium every time it's powered up could be a dragon break <laughs> like those mm -hmm. all could be individual dragon breaks yeah, yeah the numidium's messing with a lot of things <laughs> yes yes and then the next numidium thing that happened is considered the warp in the west the warp yep. in the west is the events of the third era 405 this is the end i believe of uh daggerfall uh yes yeah yeah it's what it's basically the uh game version of how do we justify multiple endings right and so we've kind of gone all the way around this topic to get to probably why dragon breaks in the the meta concept of dragon breaks were invented to begin with and that was the writers got to morrowind and they said how do we create a sequel to a game like Daggerfall where there are multiple endings and the players could create 
whatever ending they wanted to. And now we have to make a game that chronologically happens after that and allow for any of those endings to be canon. Mm -hmm. And it's my understanding that the answer was, well, we have a time God and we have super amazing magical powers and a Numidium, which is basically a walking God that can potentially break time and do all sorts of amazing things. And the under King and the King of Worms, Manny Marco, who ends up, we under find out is Manny Marco and all these other things. We have yeah. all these powers coming together. What if time broke and all of these happens, all of these things happened and didn't happen all at the same time. And then they could all be canon and not canon all at the same time. And then we can start writing this really wacky story called Morrowind, where, Which, where so, things get even wackier. And they were right. like, let's and, do it. And this is, you know, people like to point out the fact that I struggle with the whole Michael Kirkbride bits, even though I like a lot of his setting mm-hmm. for things. This seems very much like a, a Kirkbridean concept. I, I assume he, I, I mean, I don't directly know this. I, I would assume he definitely had a, a hand in the concept of Dragon Breaks. And yeah, big fan of that, actually. Like, that's one of the things. It's like, it's such a weird and unique concept to the series. And I I generally don't like time stuff in fiction it gets a little weird Mm -hmm. uh and it it starts getting just like okay well you can just use this to fix any problem or whatever and and they have the potential to do that but i don't feel they've overused it to the point that it gets lame in my opinion um and they, they they do for what they have they do a good job of kind of making it like look this concept is completely ridiculous but at the same time here's a way of grounding it into the lore of this that makes it actually like, Hey, this is, this gives a lot of credence to different things in the series. And it's not, it doesn't strike me as just like a, Oh, we are stuck. That's pretty much like what it got them out of. But at the same time, it's neat because then they kind of worked it into the series and I think it fits really well. So this is one of the times when I can just outright praise Michael Kirkbride, who I assume had a hand in this because I actually really like the idea of Dragon Breaks. They're weird, but they're not obnoxious to me where it's just like, okay, what even is this? It's like, no, this is a very creative way of making something that shouldn't really make sense work within this fictional world type of deal. Right. Right. It does feel very Kirkbridean. Um, here, I want to read this section of the wiki because I like how, I like how weird and wacky this all sounds. So it's, it's fairly long, so bear with me, but I I just want to read it all because it's fun. So here we go. The warp in the West, sometimes referred to as the miracle of peace or the second Numidium effect was the most recent and well-known of the dragon breaks. The break's origins trace back to the events of the Third Era 405, when an unknown affiliate of the Blades acquired the Totem of Tiber Septum and was given the choice as to who the Totem would be delivered to. These are the endgame events, of course, right? Mm-hmm. After the reassembled Numidium was reunited with the Mentella and walked again, a dragon break was created, centering around the Blade's agent's choice and splitting the Iliac Bay region into six, seven, or possibly eight separate timelines, all occurring simultaneously. While the actions of the Blade's agent are believed to have taken place in the Third Era 405, the actual break apparently did not occur until 
12 years later in the third era 417, more specifically the 10th of Frostfall, a day completely unknown and lost to all those who did not participate in the Numidium's battles. This day, side note, this date does not occur in the memories of anyone who was not there. The day just simply did not exist for most people. Despite some claims that the warp only lasted a day, other sources seem to apply that it may have subtly lasted much longer than it is said to have. When the break began, six Numidiums, let me say that again, yep. six Numidiums mm -hmm. were created as well as six totems, each being gifted to different kingdoms or individuals. Each of the four great warring kingdoms of the Iliac Bay, Sentinel, Wayrest, Daggerfall, and Orsinium were gifted totems and waged war on each other with their respective Numidiums, creating battles of incomprehensibly epic proportions. <laughs> I'm going to pause here because this is the thing that I was uh, implying earlier when we were talking about the effects of Dragon Breaks on future stories. If the events of the Elder Scrolls Six take place in and around these regions, then they are going to have to deal with this. The results of these dragon breaks or this dragon break and whatever these events were will actually have to be seen because this is the first time we will be in these areas post these events. But they're incomprehensibly epic. We might not even know. <laughs> we, who knows what this even looks like? Yeah, I just love that descriptor where it's just like, look, look, look. It is so awesome. You just don't, don't even worry about how great. This is just the coolest thing ever. Just picture whatever that is. And it's cooler than that. Right. It's just like, yeah. Oh, all, all, all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, one Numidium was capable of sieging Alinor for six eras of the world <laughs> yeah one <It's... laughs> this is six numidiums all waging war against each other incomprehensible okay yeah so it's i'm just waiting we're gonna get to like 52 of them and have to start shuffling numidiums like a deck of cards eventually into battles because yeah yeah <laughs> just love how over the top it gets right but this <laughs> also potentially gets in said timelines yeah but this also may may also justify the need for uh hardware tech hardware and software technology to advance to a point where they could actually design this game correctly uh, yeah i from from early stuff i mean it could just be pr spin as well but it seemed like the tech the the technological limitations were originally one of the larger concerns about an elder scrolls 6 mm. after skyrim from from what i remember hearing now they yeah. could you know you could always say that well did they just say that because it's like yeah we don't want to work on that next or we need more time or whatever sure, yeah, who sure. knows but I find all of Bethesda's products uh, kind of lead into each other. You see something that starts in an Elder Scrolls game. Well, suddenly now a version of that is in a Fallout game and then vice versa. And now we've got like this whole new engine going into Starfield. So that's probably going to lead into. But but then the lighting has been tested. The, the lighting edition engine w was tested in um, 76. Fallout 76. Yeah. So it's like each one kind of like is a step toward what they're doing next. So I'm wondering if, you know, 
Starfield is the setting that they wanted to do just for something different. But what will we see in Starfield that we don't even know will relate to the next Fallout game or uh, the next Elder Scrolls game? It's going to be it's going to be scale and vehicles. It's going to be uh, cities, oh God, vehicles. cities that are at scale, uh, like actual city scales. Uh, total number <laughs> of entities. So like having Back to Daggerfall days, <laughs> having well, having hundreds of uh, NPCs on a battlefield. And yeah, then yes, having, that's another thing that having things like cool. boats and uh, yep. siege engines and things like that on a battlefield because they can that they could couldn't cool. they couldn't do that in Skyrim. And, right, right. And so yeah, so if you have like these different zones, like what if you have Sentinel and Wayrest and Daggerfall and Orsinium all battling each other with hundreds of people on the battlefields, right. and you having to like way you know work your way through that? Like we've never dealt with that in an Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, like that's the kind of stuff that they're uh, I think that they're trying to build out in this is this and like actually epic battling world full I of I think you could be stuff on to something especially cuz like in in terms of scale and stuff that's changed in different directions when when they went from the sprite models with some 3D to you know 3D 3D um in in games you know that you can look back to the the old games arena the the towns were I mean, they're just straight up bigger than what you get in the later games of the series. And Daggerfall, they were just basically to scale, which is funny to think about. Like, you you go to Whiterun, which it's condensed down so you can get around Whiterun. Theoretically, what are there, like 11 houses that yeah. would house people <laughs> it's, in, in it's Whiterun? It's a tiny village, but it's right. supposed it's, to it's be a, a village city. And it's supposed to be this huge stronghold. It's like, right. yes, for, for scale and practicality reasons, like there are limitations of the game where, you know, way back with Daggerfall, which, you know, whether you've played it or not, the, the cities are, okay, yeah, you know, there's 750,000 NPCs or something like that in Daggerfall. And it's like, oh, we're going to go to this this village. Oh, this village has 48 different houses plus the shops and everything like that. It's like this crappy little, like, swamp village is bigger than, like, the biggest cities in Skyrim. It's like, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, that that doesn't sync up, but you got to make the, the concessions for technological limitations of a video game whereas you know if they can get past that going forward with new engines and new technology it's like you'll start getting some really well incomprehensibly epic environments to go along with these battles hopefully yeah so. well, and, and i think there's a uh, there's a happy place in between you know like there, a, there is. a city with a hundred like homes might be big enough for it to feel like an actual city because i, I don't also, need a thousand homes that seems too big right exactly and that's that's kind of the problem where you know people want different things out of these games so i'm definitely much more of the fun slash convenience of a lot of the things where it's like oh i want things to look cool but mm -hmm. like not at the expense of fun and practicality right the city where is of, that's um, not always the case when you have a place that is like oh no to walk across this the city it'll take you 45 real minutes it's right. like no, i don't want to do that that's too big <laughs> the, the city yeah. of novigrad in the witcher 3 is probably about the right side size scale okay it yeah, feels yeah. like there, a real size city but it's also not so big that it would take you 45 minutes across the right it's thing. not unwieldy right right so anyway let, we've, we've got to get through the rest of this because we've got so man we've got so, we, you, you and i get together and we just have so many things we want to talk know. about <laughs> um all right so it says here uh, both the underking and the king of worms gained possession of the totem and mantella the underking using them to grant himself death 
and the King of Worms using it to make himself into a god. Some sources state that the Blades agent in which the warp centered around may have been killed by the Numidium. However, the true fate of the agent is completely unknown. The break probably ended after the six Numidiums were either demolished by each other or the Underking and resulted with the region being heavily transformed. The area which had once been made up of over 44 petty kingdoms now encompassed only four equally footed and well-organized kingdoms, with Wayrest controlling the eastern coast of the Iliac Bay, Orsinium controlling the Hrothgarian Mountains, Sentinel controlling the southern coast, and Daggerfall controlling the west. The Bay Kingdoms remained part of the empire, and stability was brought to the Iliac Bay. While the King of Worms did temporarily become a god, this aspect of the dragon break was eventually fixed by the Jills of Akatosh, and the God of Worms was returned to his mortal state. Some claim that the warp in the West heralded the fall of the Empire, and certain sources even seem to imply that in a separate timeline, the Septim Dynasty may have even collapsed during the warp. So weird. There's also, a lot to unpack there. And there is it's um, nuts. <laughs> one thing that it's kind of funny because they they it's just tossed in there real quick. I don't should we just mention real quick. Jill's are the the invisible female dragons in the series like they, <laughs> they mention it real quick and like just uh-huh. as if everybody should know what that is. Right. Um, Yes. Reader's Digest, too long, didn't read yet. Yeah, they're, they're the female dragons that are invisible to, to the eye. So that they. they yeah. Subgradients they of Akatosh that repair yeah, they, time after dragon breaks. That's the. Uh, there you yeah. go. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's their job. Yes. Another they're another the, like cleanup crew. What? Which, it, it was just one of those things where it was just glossed over real quick. I was like, wow, we're just going to j- just casually toss in Jill's in the middle of it. It's like, all right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. That's their job. That's they're just like, yeah, they're the cleanup crew and they're all female because that's not chauvinistic at all. Ladies, no, not you do totally. the cleanup stuff. Well, maybe they just keep everything working. They, they do the retcons, Christoph. Oh, God, they do the retcon. They fix they fix everything after all the men mess it up. Yeah, that's, they're the real writers. They're the real writers. So yeah, that's, that's so that's what we get with the warp in the west. And that I mean, th- if any, if this is not an actual dragon break, I don't know what is. Like yeah, that that one I I'm just of the it's like yeah that's just yeah. So I'm interested to see how we how we clean how this actually plays into the elder scroll six because if we're going back to this part of the world this seems like this seems like we're bringing the series i know the series started with arena but i feel like the series really started with Dag- daggerfall like yes. that's and, that's the going core through of the it, lore. i would agree um it, it's definitely arena s- seems like the earth bones to the series to keep it even with it more. But it's like, uh-huh. that was the structure and they were taking up what you could tell that the idea along the lines had shifted even in arena. And it was like, okay, here's this game that we made that kind of became something different. This is a really good foundation for something. Actually, maybe we should just take what we've got as the foundation and really stretch this out. And that's where you got Daggerfall and continuing on down the line. Yeah. So it'll be interesting because they could do a lot with this. They could, I mean, heck, 
they could they could go into this in so many different ways. They could they could look at the different possible outcomes. They could I mean, what if the Thalmor were to tap into this dragon break and pull out the the uh, the resolution that they actually wanted? What if they wanted right. Manny Marco to stay a god and they were able to manipulate that to occur? Sure. There's all sorts of freaky directions it could go. Yeah. And this is part of why I think we might get Manny Mac Marco returning. Because <laughs> yeah he's he's a fan favorite villain i mean he he is kind of the like he is the embodiment embodiment of the uh, like the high elf like agenda in a way the the yeah. like the the it's not bravado the like the i'm putting myself above i we should be gods i'm going yeah. to make myself a god um like he, he is that he he's that from the beginning of the series he he achieves it he falls back down. He he seeks to achieve it again in Elder Scrolls Online. He uh, like he gets real close. He's like, yeah, he's kind of a founding, like uh, Crystal says, a core founding principle. Like, he, yeah, he, he is. He like if the mortals in Tamriel are fighting against something, they're fighting against like he is one of the diametrically. Yeah, he's the embodiment of basically everything they stand for right, as a right. as as a mer. Right. And so he would represent that. Like if anybody represents in a single person what the Thalmor are actually trying to achieve, maybe he's it. Yeah. Um unless they're trying to achieve something outside of what he himself wants for himself, unless they're shooting for something more broad and less about one single person. Shooting um, for the moon. Well, maybe, maybe, they're, maybe they want <laughs> maybe they want something for all of them, and he wants something only for himself. Almost certainly, he wants something just for himself. <laughs> He's right, not right. exactly an upstanding dude. <laughs> well, sure, sure, but you know, but, but yeah, no, that I might be the dis- that might be the distinction is that they want right. something for all high elves, and he wants something only for himself. For, at, right, and so therefore they would come in conflict over that. But that doesn't mean that he wouldn't necessarily show up as a character in contrast sure and i mean they could theoretically have aligning objectives for a while and then when it gets down to it it's like that's uh, man marco is not above betraying people once he gets what he wants and now it's like okay well my direction's changed to screw you guys like or they screw him over or or they screw him over they they ride on his coattails until he's not useful anymore exactly like that that's i mean to be fair that that's actually more common than not for pretty much everybody in this series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think, I think he would be a really interesting character to, to play that up on. Um, and then, and then you have the whole question of like, is Talos really a God and the reemergence of Talos to fight for his place, like descending back into Tamriel, like right. could be like you talk about some sort of final conflict, like the summoning back of Tiber Septum. You know, uh, like a Tiber Septum versus Manny Marco kind of thing where yep. you're not a chosen one. You're just like the person who's helping to bring about the end events in order to determine which direction things go. Like yeah. that could be a really cool thing. Anyway, OK, I'm going to leave that where it is. We got to go to the middle of the show. We got some patrons to thank. And then we got some Deadlands to talk about. So why don't we go do that? The skies are marked with numberless sparks each a fire and every one a sign my name is brian burton it's been 26 years since the bombs fell and since i've left the vault i've been trying to rebuild 
this isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. Yes, like an oblivion, sort of. Absolutely. Thank you for the subscription, Venetian. Oh, man, we're getting all sorts of fun stuff going on here. Also, that sound effect. That sound effect. (laughs) For some reason, my sound effects got all weird on Twitch. It's powering up the generator. Powering up the generator. I'm going to have to play with that later. But um, thank you to all of our patrons. That's that's what we do in the middle of the show. We thank our patrons, especially our Tier 5 patrons, uh, Daniel O and Noodle Al Dente. Thank you, guys. And all 51. Holy crap, guys. We're over 50 patrons. Your goal was 50. We did it. (laughs) We did it before the end of the month. It's only the 25th right now. We, we hit over 50 patrons. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much, man. I couldn't do this without you guys. You guys are the best. Also, there's merch. You guys, there's t-shirts and stickers. Anybody tier three gets a sticker and anybody tier four or higher gets t-shirts every three months. The longer you sub, the more t-shirts or stickers you get. If you stay at the current tier that you are or move to a higher tier and Man, these things are awesome. I think you guys should go to patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast and look for the post. Scroll down until you get to the post with all the pictures of the t-shirts or the stickers. And you'll see that there are different Daedric symbols on each of the shirts with cool looking textures behind the symbols. They look really, really cool. I, I, I don't get one, but I feel like I need to order them for myself because they look freaking amazing. You guys get them, though, and they're limited edition. They will not go up on the regular store. They're just for you guys. And once they're gone, once they're off the Patreon for this season, then they're gone. So patrons now, if you sign up now, you'll be able to get them. Once they cycle off, they're off. And I've got four set up now, one for every quarter, every three months, one goes up. And once that's off, it's gone. And then the next ones are going to go up and then the next ones are going to go up. So get on there get the ones that you want and just go check them out i think you guys are gonna love them also i have been i've updated my schedule i am now in the mornings during the week i'm online working so i'm up on the twitch.tv slash robots radio working on stuff so i'm editing podcasts i'm working on art stuff i'm working on editing videos i'm working on the stuff that i usually do but now i'm doing it while i stream so that i can hang out with you guys so i'm gonna call you guys my co-workers and we've had an awesome group i've, I've been doing it this last week every single day during the week i've been streaming from 8 or 8 30 eastern on at least three or four hours every day and just hanging out with you guys and you guys are awesome you're like my co-workers because i work at home i've got like my dogs next to me i've got a little pup cam it's Lotus. You would love it. I've got my dogs next I, to me. The pup cams. It's such a great idea. Pup I cam. still got to figure out a, a ranged pup cam for myself. So I actually got to ask you uh, what you used for a setup. So. so what I did was I bought a little like on Amazon. You can get like a little uh, bendy little cameras, oh, okay. yep. little bendy like USB cameras. And I got a little extender USB cable and I ran it over to my my streaming computer and I got one of those like little like stands. Yeah, like yeah. Little camera stands, and I actually just wrapped it around the stand, and I've got like the little camera just on stand on the floor, and I've got a little puppy bed next to me that the pups okay. like to like lay in while I work, and they'll just like hang out next to me in the bed. 
Oh, that's kind of neat. Cause yeah, I was yeah. going to say my, my puppy cam is just sharing my cameras in the background of me right now for the video boots is just like sideways asleep. So, yeah. So if, if boots has like a spot, just put the camera in it right next. Well, right where that's it. just it. There's a coffee table in front of her. I could theoretically yeah. put something over there just to yeah, just run, run the camera over there. Boots, put the little camera on this coffee table, like right where we all know lays. the pets are the real draw of our streams. Yeah. So I got a little pup cam and then people hang out with me. And then if I get done with work, then I'll play some games or whatever. But I, I chat with you guys. I've even got stream avatars. So they've got little, you know, avatars to play with and the, they can play games and things. And we all chat. And I, I mean, legitimately, these guys are, are my coworkers. And we had like a good dozen people, at least, you know, know on average during the stream ish and they're helping me do all sorts of stuff we even redesigned the freaking um you guys may have noticed on this episode at the beginning the robots radio tagline at the beginning is different and that was because they helped me redesign the tagline for the network and we've been working on all sorts of stuff it's, it's awesome you guys are awesome thanks for being my coworkers. anyway come hang out with us twitch.tv slash robots radio and thanks and again somebody who's just like on the network as well as listens to other shows <laughs> um I, I obviously i love being able to do this with you but like uh i listen to a bunch of the other shows from the stuff you run uh yeah i like the new tagline oh cool thanks yeah was, thanks, i thanks. was a fan so yeah yeah just press play it it, yeah. it means so many things it, it, yep. it works for like so it. much all right well thank you again for everybody just being here hanging out with me and being part of the community and also supporting the patreon you guys are the best all right let's move on with the rest of the show we've got so much to talk about still yes yes you're entirely brilliant conquering madness and all that blah 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 all right so i'd love to hear your thoughts about dragon breaks if you have any other thoughts about dragon breaks if we missed anything that you think might count as a dragon break even if it's like a little one like a little micro break something that you think might count then please let us know jump on the robots radio discord there's a an elder scrolls lorecast channel on there send us your thoughts we'd love to hear your your thoughts on that and uh let's move on to the deadlands so lotus we're going back to the deadlands buddy these the yeah. videos they've been doing some streams about this the videos the, the screenshots look look amazing of course a bunch of freaking fire daedra and yeah it's it's stuff. pretty stuff yeah what do you think about all this so i'm a big fan just because i want to see how everything ends i'm almost done the blackwood story finally i jumped into it um so that i could catch up i had been doing other stuff and not really doing the story i kind of like a better flow to it so i kind of like doing everything just as like a binge or yes. a binge into the new release it doesn't have to all necessarily be out at once you want to you want to know a secret yeah I haven't dived into it yet. Real okay. That's see, there so, you go. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm just now because I've been I've been so busy with so many. I've actually been working so much on so many so many of the podcasts and the network stuff. I've been updating so many things that every time I sit down to do like play a game or something, my brain goes, "You could be working. You could right. be working." So I have spent so much of my time working instead of playing that I've had a hard time. Like every time I go to boot up the game to play over the last few months, my hand has gone to like, and what instead I'm going to open Premiere Pro. Instead, and yeah. instead I'm going to open Photoshop and, and I am working on something. Um, so I forced myself to open up Elder Scrolls Online a few days ago and I jumped back in. And so I've been finishing the um, previous expansion stuff that I never finished. <laughs> so the heart, the heart of Darkness stuff. And I'm, I'm just at the very end storyline of Heart of Darkness stuff, which is really oh, cool. I really like that. Yeah. I really like that. Actually, when you finish something, 
you should message me. I, I've, I talked to, I've talked to some people about it. I really like that, but there's one thing that I really didn't like at the very, very end of that, that mm-hmm. I've, some people have agreed with me on and some people are like, Oh, I didn't even notice that. I was like, oh, so that's, huh. that's why it's, you know, interesting to hear the different sides. Cause I actually really, really liked the way that season closed. I actually liked Graymore as a whole more than I expected. Not the region but vampires. Werewolves aren't super of interest to me. But the void and I was stuff. surprised in the end. I was like, Oh, this was actually really cool. I like this. The void stuff. I find it. I'm, I am like, yes, I am probably 20 minutes from finishing it. Like mm-hmm. I am, at the end yep and had i had 20 more minutes to play i i'm you like probably right there it. i'm like right there um but yeah the void concept and the void concept coming into tamrio yeah very cool very cool um and i that opens up a lot of questions for me and a lot of cool concepts so i'm there and play it now says crystal all right i'll play while we talk um <laughs> but I, i'm there I'm, I'm wrapping all that stuff up um I'm, you know, like I should have done this earlier. I feel like I'm neglecting it, but none of our topics, we've had so many other things to cover this year right. on the show that none, and, and we don't like spoiling the current concept stuff. Yeah. So I haven't felt the need to have to cover it yet. Um, exactly. But yes, but I'm, I'm and, and I've been craving getting into this other concept, like the, the uh, all the new content, but I, I, Again, I've been waiting to finish this other stuff and I've had so many other things. So I'm ready to move on to this, these other things. I'm just like, I'm chomping at the bit. But yeah. Deadland stuff I love. So let, let's talk about that. Yeah. So we got lots of new. We've got the new zone, which is actually all Deadlands. I was really kind of surprised. I thought there were, that that was almost like a little misdirection way back when we were doing speculations. Mm-hmm. I, I was kind of convinced that there was going to be something that led to the Deadlands. But it really is. It's just straight up Deadlands. So it's like, all right. So it's the rest of the Deadlands. And apparently there's some interesting uh, biome shifts because it's not all exactly the same. It's similar, but the idea is, you know, the Deadlands is chaos. Okay, lava is chaosy, and there's a lot of destruction, but it's like, well, there's maelstroms and stuff like that. It doesn't have to just be Fireland. Like there's, there's other horrible things that are causing change and destruction. Um but that that definitely will be interesting. They do a, they did a very good job at least with the Deadlands in the chapter portion where you know what it looks like and it looks familiar, but the art team did a really good d- job designing the area too, so it looks really good when you're floating around the Deadlands um, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes storyline wise and stuff like that because that's a big reason I play it as well as what well as the majority of the community um and then there's a lot of quality of life and system changes that are coming to the game um which really good for everybody and incredible for console um (laughs) yes and that's that's your your side of the world so so what things are you most excited about with that stuff so I love the idea of the armory, which is basically a slightly different version of an add-on for PC called uh, dressing room where you can make layout or, or build like layouts. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's pretty inclusive where you will switch, you know, if I, if you're going into a dungeon and you're in a DPS setup and you're like, Oh crap, we don't have a tank or somebody fake tanked theoretically you could put 
in the idea of, okay, well, I have my armory. If you have the armory assistant, you can just pop out the armory assistant works like the other assistants. You just call them in or whatever. Um, or you can go to your house and you get a free one and you choose what setup you want and you can flip to it. So if you have a tank one, boop, you're, you're a tank now. Like, and it re it regears you, it reskills you. If you, if you were a, a vampire and because vampire is getting changed, Oh, I don't want to be a vampire anymore for this setup. It will cure your vampirism or it'll give you vampirism. Um, it, it's Mulling ball these, is pissed. Yeah. He's re- yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not a fan. His business is both booming and not booming. Um, so, uh, it changes your CP now that there's so many thousands of it. It's got all these great things. Mundestone's the only thing that apparently they're working on. Um, it, it doesn't do that. Um, but, you know, we're not going to go needlessly into details uh, on it, but it's a cool system where you can just flip to different classes. For somebody like me who just plays largely one character, um, for the most part, I do everything on that one character. So not needing to respect myself if I want to do my usual tanking, Oh, well, I want to do a solo arena. One of the reasons I have not been practicing Vatashram Hollows for my trifecta is because I'm so over needing to re-gear myself, then going to the shrine to change my attributes. Mm -hmm. Also, I have to respect my skills Mm -hmm. and remorph them. Then I need to change my CP. No, I don't want to do any of that. So instead, I'm just not going to run that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like, boom, done, flipped. Love it. Um, Yep. Same with PVP. Like, you can run a character and have two different builds with more. Oh, it's great. Uh, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. The, I, the thing I find about these, I mean, technically it's an MMO, but these large games is the housekeeping stuff is always the most daunting thing. Yes. That's the most off-putting thing about just jumping into these games and playing them. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll look at a character and I'll go, oh, it'd be fun to play that character again. And then I go, Oh, but I've, you know, I've, I've jumped a hundred CP from the last time I played that character. Now <laughs> right. I'm going to have to go like figure out, okay, what do I want to rank up? Well, like, I to, yeah. Uh, do I really have to spend the time to, oh, and, do I, like, do, and I'm going to have to figure out the inventory. Just, so much easier. Did this gear change since a year ago when I played the character? Do I need to pick out some different gear to wear? You know, like, uh, like, yes, I just want to jump in and play my character. Right. Yeah. And speaking of gear, which I, we, I, we were joking on tales. Uh, we feel personally vindicated for this one because we never shut up about this. Uh, sp- m- me specifically, but everybody on, on the cast has their own chime-ins and everybody in the community probably felt this pain to some degree. Um, they are essentially knocking the RNG element of gear down so that you will eventually get everything you need. Yes, I love with a this. set timeline instead of, well, you get anything in this pool, good luck. And that's where you get people running VMA for their staff 500 times or whatever. Now, with this new smart loot system that's being implemented, the gear locations. So, like, if you can only get, you know, you got to kill the end boss of a dungeon to get, um, jewelry or a weapon okay cool that's still the case however now it will continue to knock off the items you own from your sticker book or your collections tab it will remove that from the loot pool until your sticker book is full so it 
basically has a built-in ability to start knocking your RNG down until your collection is full. Then once your collection is full, it's back to random. But who cares at that point? Because if you have everything, you can just reconstruct it using the collection system. So mm-hmm. you have a timeline for collecting all your crap, which is awesome. Um, and I love it because I hate RNG. So Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I, that is a wonderful addition. Yeah, there's so many good additions here. The so other much thing- quality of life stuff just to make the game more enjoyable and less tedious, which... Most things like this lean into the grind. One thing, there's a lot of stuff to grind in ESO, but honestly, grind has never been something I've felt really is a big thing with this game, unless you're choosing to do it. Right, right. And that's the thing is there's so much to do in the game. Yeah. You know, they don't need to put, they don't need to have artificial grind in order to pad out the time that you're spending in the game. No, there's a lot to do in this game. There's a lot to do. You're not going to run out of stuff to do that you want to do. So you might as well reduce the things that you don't want to do so that you still have you can still focus on the things you do want to do because yeah. there's plenty to do. Right. And, and, and that's what's wonderful about this. And I, I think it is a really a, a wonderful addition. Um, I also like the uh, and I'm a I'm a graphics snob. I love having <laughs> I love having my PC settings set at like maximum. I love uh, they're adding in update 32. They're adding DLAA. So this is for NVIDIA cards. Do you know about this? I've heard about this, yeah. um, but I, I didn't actually look too much into it. But I, I've just heard this talked about. So right. this will so be interesting. This is to- anti-aliasing. So this is yep. like reducing the jaggies using AI on NVIDIA cards. And this is a new way of doing it. And I'm not going to get into the technical details, but it's a higher level of anti-aliasing. So it, it's it's kind of like a smarter way to do it using the AI on the card in order to do this. And it, this is actually one of the first games that's going to come out to do it. It works really well for older engines like the one this runs on to make it look updated and, and to work even better. And the other thing I noticed um, booting back in this game for the first time in a while was that the um, uh, one of the settings for uh, the oh, what's it called? The shadows in the games, the uh, oh, what's it called when you have like two objects that are really close to each other and the, because where they butt up next to each other creates like a little shadow in between. Oh, okay. I um, I, I know what you mean. There's Does a word for a that. specific name? There's a name for that. Uh, I forget oh, the name really? for it. I, it's falling out of my brain right now. But the there's updated settings for that as well. And so that got increased also. And so oh, you cool. can increase the the option for that if you have, I believe it's an NVIDIA setting for that as well. So Neat. yeah, so they're, they're still increasing the options. And so not only did they increase, you know, uh, the way this looks on current gen systems, you know, PS5s and, yep. you know, Series Xs and things like that. But if you're a PC player and you have the hardware to run it, they're still increasing the quality of the game engine for your systems as well, which yeah. is super appealing for me because I love making this thing look as nice and crunchy as i could make it look so um so i'm excited about that as well so i I can't wait to try that out and i just i just love looking at screens and going yeah look at that there's no jaggies on that screen yep yep and then there's obviously just lots and lots of little technical tweaks uh we'll see again i don't really have an opinion on those until they hit the live server and have gone through all their testing but crits being changed which 
some people are okay. Spo- spoiler to anybody yeah. who looks at the, the the forums. Everybody always thinks everything is the patch that destroys DPS. And yeah, <laughs> every DPS time, yes, every time, every um, time. This one definitely seems a little weird, so I'll be curious to see how it plays out. But like, there's being a, a hard crit ceiling being put on, but then proc sets are being brought into critting again, and there's the, yeah. there's lots to this update, uh, which. I'll be curious to see once it lands, whether it lands good or whether it lands and it's just like, ugh, no, just change <laughs> that. Uh, but that's all technical stuff that kind of remains to be seen. I, I'm much more interested in the features and then dealing with stuff and potentially finding ways to use it to our advantage once that stuff hits live, like, you know, crit or the, the change to battlegrounds, which I personally am not a fan of, where it's all team deathmatch for a time being. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this one. They, they've removed all other modes. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's actually <laughs> it started this week uh, because nobody plays well, not no hypothetical nobody. Yeah, that, that comparatively basically nobody. nobody plays objectives in any game mode in battlegrounds. Everybody <laughs> just treats everything like team deathmatch. They oh were like, God. okay, fine, everything's just team deathmatch to see if this is better or worse. I play and objectives. Oh, I, I, so that's my why thing is, that's why I always lose. So my thing is, <laughs> I usually win because I do because play you do play objectives. <laughs> and and okay. to be fair, I don't really like Team Deathmatch that much as a person who mains a tank. Like mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I kill with a means to an end in, in the game mode. Yeah. So my thing is usually I like grouping with three friends who spoiler alert rarely play the objective and i'm like good you guys just play team deathmatch on the other two teams murder everybody i'm gonna just go grab these objectives real quick and look we won five to zero to zero like because nobody's doing any objectives except me and if they're killing everybody who the hell is going to stop me from doing the objective so like i get it but i don't personally like this change um it'll you know don't know. I'm not the biggest Battlegrounds fan to begin with, so it doesn't really eh. yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. I, I don't know, but something of note, because huh. it's been a hot button issue in the community. A lot of people have had lots to say. Huh. I bet they looked at the stats and were like, how many of these objective matches does do the winners are, are they different from the the team that the team that, that yeah got the <laughs> most amount of kills? You know, like, And it is just temporary. They've said that it's, it's a testing thing. They've been doing to be fair, they've been doing PvP testing of all sorts of weird crap for over a year now. And it's because PvP is a weird beast in this game. It is. It <laughs> is. Most people don't want anything to do with it. Um, and it it causes a lot of influence to PvE um, because they're balanced together, not separately. So they influence each other and a lot of... That it's staggering how few people play PvP in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. compared to PvE. So it's like it's yeah they're they're working on different things, but then you know it it's it's a weird situation with the PvP. So yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, jumping yeah. back in, I feel um, like I have a moderately tweaked like character. Like I don't have a super like set up main character for PVE. Yep. But going through the main quest content, like I just blow things apart. Like, uh, and, and I don't like, I reset up my character recently to go back to a stand blade and just got, just bought whatever gear I could buy. Sure. 
and I'm blowing up bosses almost before <laughs> they finish their first rotation through like each battle. Yep. And I'm going like, am I supposed to be killing it this way? And this isn't like a humble brag. Brag. This no, is, it's, this it's is, literally like what happened. This how is did like I get so powerful. Yeah. Like, like why is my character so powerful? And if I were to group up and do like a hard dungeon because I haven't done one again for a while, would I feel overpowered or not? It's. I know exactly what you mean. And you know, it's, like, it's why, like, I joke about, like, you know, a lot a lot of things. Like, I love collecting achievements. But sometimes it's about finding a smart way to do something rather than just, well, oh, look how good I am. I still say if you're looking for, if you're struggling with arenas, uh, like the solo arenas, like VMA or Vet, uh, Vatashram Hollows, mm-hmm. th- there is there's a build it's uh it's an outcast build and you can tweak it like i did very minimally it's basically just i have my flawless conquer and stuff and i don't main a dps mm-hmm. like that's not my gimmick like i i don't really do outrageous damage i just like being durable and flawless conquerors relatively like a lot of people strive to get that and that's basically doing the entire arena without dying yeah and it <laughs> It's not so much like, oh, look how good I got to do this. It's I found a really good method of doing this. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, if you're a werewolf and you put a whole like you use these sets, you have crazy health regen. So if you screw up, it gives you this huge buffer zone that doesn't get you killed. Right. <laughs> so right. it's like, OK, that's not me getting I'd like to think I improved somewhat, but it's like that was more trying to find something to work with me rather than like, oh, well, I need to get really, really good at this specific yeah, this setup is that the I have. Training it's wheel like, set. <laughs> exactly. Kind of, yeah. It really is a training wheel yeah. set. And but it's, see, like, it's great if you just need to get some practice in and then yeah. wean yourself off it to something else if you want to start going for fast or score or whatever. Right. right. But th- like this character, I'm not necessarily super survivable, although I don't, my health doesn't go down very much fight in yeah. the fights. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it's, I don't even have like much of a matching, like I've got some, I've got, I mean, I guess I have matching sets of things, but they're not like fully upgraded and they're not like, heck, I don't even have like a monster set helmet shoulders that match. Like it's not optimized. What I'm saying is that like the set is not optimized and yet I feel like I'm just totally blowing through everything. And like, I can like two hit, like just junk mobs and just blow them apart yeah and i'm just like why is why is this so easy is this supposed to be like this and it just feels weird i think no i know exactly what you mean and so uh, it 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 happened back a ways but when the new cp system came out and everybody was freaking out about that because Mm -hmm. again something changed um one of the because at first people were like, Oh, we're going to be able to hit as hard doing this and blah, blah, blah. And then people figured out what they're doing with that. But as a side effect, which they did kind of actually have to rein back in a little bit. Uh, the first thing that happened, which started making things a lot easier for people was, wow, our base health is way higher than it was. It's like, okay, we're all just de facto a ton more durable. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can be line it through some of the dungeons and like I, I was running through Dwemer structures. Right. And like the traps are hitting me and, and I'll see like, oh, thousand damage. And my health bar goes tink. And like exactly. a, a little itty bit of health comes off. And I'm like, 
I don't remember that being the case before. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, you know, it's just going to take that. That's the type of stuff that I always like to let people who like crunching numbers mess with on the PTS, have lots of fun with it. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. do your thing, make your guides, whatever. And then when it hits live, I figure out, okay, until the next time they screw with stuff, how is my game going to play? And that's just kind of, I like, I'm very much of a wait and see approach when it comes to that. Yeah. So. Yeah. It definitely feels different. And, and this is just, you know, me going a, a few months without jumping in and having all of those things sure. catch, catch up with me and, and just going like, well, this feels different now. I feel like I haven't done anything. And yet all of a sudden my character feels more powerful. <laughs> right. What, what happened? Um, so, but also makes me go like, do, sh should I change what what if I change what if I break this <laughs> like I don't yeah. I also don't understand why I'm so powerful right now I could just swap out something and all of a sudden feel less powerful yeah, like, now am I horrible like <laughs> what am I doing like what am I doing is it is it the sure. is it am I am I procking crits is that why I'm doing so much damage or am right. I like what part of this is working so well I don't even know uh, uh, mm -hmm. I hope I don't mess this up so yeah anyway but I guess that's for for a later discussion. But um, this has been fun catching up on some ESO stuff. I'm I'm happy yeah, to I'm, sure. I'm excited to jump back in and, and do this some more. I'm I've been you know kind of itching for this kind of thing. I'm thinking about doing some more of those. Remember when I was playing through the the story bits and doing some of those uh, oh, yeah. streams and releasing yep. those as bonus episodes? I've been thinking about doing that again. Um, if you guys want me to do that again, let me know. I know people were enjoying those. Um, if you haven't done them already, I definitely mm -hmm. recommend the new dungeons. They're both super fun. With the Dread Seller having a wacky laugh. Boss. Yeah, I haven't done any of those, so it'd be fun yeah. to jump into those. Um, and of, of course, we've got the guild, so it'd be neat to jump in with some of you guys and yeah. do some dungeons together. So we could always do that as well. So that'd be fun. But um, yeah, we got to wrap up the show, though. It's time to get going. Thank you, everybody, for being here. It's been fun to see, especially the, you guys in the chat on the weekend. And thank you for uh, those of you waiting for the episode for your patience on this. Uh, I can't always predict you know my brain trying to kill me with migraines but uh <laughs> I, I do appreciate your, your patience on this and lotus you have anything else you want to share about stuff going on um so i mean you can find me in my usual places lotus of doom wherever i have anything but uh i guess i we can announce this for the first time because it's starting to get close we're going to be hyping it up i'll have lots more information to come but the extra life marathon that i like to do every year yeah. to support um yes the boston children's hospitals or any hospital in the children's miracle network this year i just happened to choose boston because i know that they're having um a bit of a issue with um overpopulation due to covid um which is something that if i can provide any funds to help with i would love to um but it looks like the current plan which is in the making is going to be october 23rd things are going to kick off um and we're going to relay it with my team, um, the Elder Heroes. For anybody who doesn't know, we started our own team kind of. It sounds like a bunch of old <laughs> veterans. <laughs> hey, whatever. We are old. It sounds like <laughs> World War II vets. We're the Elder Veterans. Uh, the Elder Heroes. Uh, the Elder uh, Heroes. <laughs> we served during 1943 and 44. <laughs> so we... Uh, yeah, we we um that's that's our charity team. I, it's not all Elder Scrolls stuff. That was just how uh, me and my buddy like started it. But there's other stuff. Some people are going to be playing New World and other games and stuff like that. It's just kind of like a hub for people to like. If you want to have people to bounce ideas off and stuff like that, and you're doing any charity, it doesn't need to be Extra Life. Um, cool. That's that's why we were kind of formed, and it it. it the UESP is part of it. So it's Tales of Tamriel. It's kind of, I mean, I 
kind of like the weird joint thing between <laughs> Lorecast and Tales of Tamriel. So by default, both of these podcasts are mm-hmm. included. Um, but we've got um, that whole thing set up. My marathon specifically starts October 23rd and it's going to go We're it's going to extend kind of like I've done the last couple of years for a long time. I did 24 hours. Well now with relay stuff, it's probably going to be me for 20 hours. Then arc is going to take the torch from me, go for several more hours. Then uh, another teammate slick Rick two, three, four, five will be picking up for the entire rest of the weekend. So the idea is to actually have between all of us go the entire 48 hours plus of the weekend. Wow. Um, just one extended stream for charity. So um, keep your eyes peeled. We have some surprises and giveaways that Ooh. we will be announcing um so stay tuned to that um zoss specifically with elder scrolls has provided some Ooh. excellent stuff and um maybe more directly involved with some exciting stuff coming up that hopefully i can talk about very soon nice well that's exciting yeah very cool all right well that's just a month away so coming up soon yeah coming up about yep. a month yeah we'll remind you guys as it gets closer and yep. uh, it's always fun to tune in and uh lotus uh, if you enjoy watching Lotus uh, suffer, then yeah. it, it, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. What? Once I start getting sleep deprived, actually, <laughs> the Are first you gonna... year that you did the lore cast, you actually gave me a level of torture that somebody actually donated to make it stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you, you donated to the charity so that I would play for an hour in first person and somebody else <laughs> donated to make me stop because they were getting motion sickness That's watching you PVP in first person. Oh God, it was terrible. You got stuck in like a corner with like a bunch uh, of oh, mobs on top Helen. of you. We were doing the Imperial Simulacrum I remember this. at the same time that we were getting jumped by Daggerfall Covenant gankers and like there was a horde oh, of God. us and I'm just getting hurled all over the place and people are like, good God, I can't see. Yeah, at, so, at some point you were just you uh, like, you, you know what happens in a video game when you get like crammed up against a wall or other people's oh, yeah. textures and, just and it was just mess. like textures in front of your face <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're getting <laughs> thrown across the room and then more textures in your face and you couldn't, it, it was manageable in third person because you could see where you were but in first yeah. person you can tell what what the crap is going on yeah nope. it was great it was good that was good times you're gonna have to have another first person goal set up oh people will donate to that man that's that's good stuff or donate to counter it which we found out hey whatever works mm-hmm. whatever works as long as you get that money yeah it all goes to a great cause yep. so yeah and who i mean even if you get a little bit of vomit along the way it goes to a great cause it, it, that's why i i'll take video game abuse for for a good cause (laughs) of course absolutely absolutely well that's awesome awesome stuff um uh i've got all my regular stuff going on robotsradio.net for all the all the podcast stuff working on lots of shows with some really cool people and um we talked in the pre-show about uh some of our community talking about doing that elder scrolls true crime show concept (laughs) that we joked about previously i would love to see that become a real thing uh lotus and i don't have time to do it but if you guys in the community want to make that real I Get also it. feel like other people could do it much better than I could. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. But uh, man, if you guys jump into our discord robots radio discord and start chatting with some other people, maybe you guys can put a team together and make that a real thing. Cause that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> me says T-Rex and chat. I'm serious. You guys get a team together. Start chatting about it. See, maybe, see if you can put a group of you guys together and make that a real thing. That would be amazing. I bet people would listen to it. Um, 
but anyway yeah you guys know where to get me and reach my stuff and please come hang out with me in the mornings i'd love to for you to be one of my co-workers and come chat with me while i work on stuff and and i'm again i'm always happy to answer questions about content creation podcasting any of that stuff i'd love to just share some free advice and, and help you get started with your own shows and things like that too so um all right well we got to get going have a good rest of the weekend or your week or whatever you've got going on and we'll talk to you guys next time all right everybody see you later bye Thanks for listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at Lorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESO Lorecast. I really appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you soon. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer. No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far? Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What does it mean to have a voice? And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba. Hey, if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones. and <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam. You can't use those words. He's going to grab Vincent, press him against the wall. I mesmerize him. This is Adelaide's Anarch move. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Hulk Cthulhu. I told you I had it. Oh, we've all got the creeps going. I love it so much. All right there. Screechy child. <laughs> my favorite daughter. Maybe after what we just seen, we're feeling a bit trigger happy. And the new Cyberpunk Red. Babe, you're good, but better. Thought maybe you might be able to give me a counter off. Straight through his neck. I don't see bone either, but I'm not gonna look. My leg's fine. I always knew you wanted to fly, kid. Come find me. Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers. Even support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to Cast. R-O-L-E. Come discover a new world. Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons & Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. <laughs> this is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs? So it's Howl's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. Plop. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set podcast. <laughs> so join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions? Hello, gentle listener. Every Friday, be sure to tune in. What the hell are you doing, Ampersand? (laughs) Hi, Charlie. I'm sorry I broke in. I thought I was the only one to talk to myself. Well, I'm letting everyone know about the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit. It's a 5e live play podcast. Join us every week. Where do we find it, yo, crusty coot? Uh, Anywhere you can get all your podcasts. You'll find it every Friday, you stupid cat!